communities are like teams. They're simply bigger teams. And great communities are possible because great players in that team provide wonderful leadership and hope. Hi, this is Maurice, and welcome to Winning in the Workplace. Hello, everyone. This is Nathan Velasquez, producer of Winning in the Workplace, where we believe that improving the professional and communication skills of executives, managers, and frontliners helps everyone win in the workplace. So in studio today, we've got Janet Simmons. Good, good afternoon, Janet. How is good it afternoon. doing? How's it going? Doing good. Well. Good to see you. Morning. Hey, good to see you good as well. See you. Great, Nathan. How are you? Very good. Very good. Good. Janet, you're with... Um, you're with Hope Ministries of Baton Rouge, correct? That's correct. All right, and you're, you're the president and CEO. It's a pleasure to have you. In Great there. having you. Great well, having I'm glad you. Glad to be here. And uh, we welcome everybody here to Winning in the Workplace. So let me set the, let me set the stage up. Yeah. Uh, uh, today's going to be a very uh, we we do this every once in a while, and uh, we step out a little bit of talking about what Team Your World's all about, and we start talking about and we dedicate shows. Uh, uh, about what other great teams are about. And we do this because we believe in our community. Uh, if you're listening to us and you're not in Baton Rouge, well, this is, tells you about some of, the, some, some of the great things that are happening in our community uh, with great teams, with great players. Uh, and so we tend to highlight uh, an organization or several organizations that we feel are having a great positive impact on our culture and our community, who provide great leadership. And one of those is Hope Ministries of Baton Rouge. Uh, and it is a great pleasure to have Janet here with us. And so what um, if you're listening to us, you're probably asking, what does this have to do with winning in the workplace? Well, hopefully you stick around for at least one segment and you'll see how uh, Hope Ministries impacts the lives of so many people in Baton Rouge how it, uh, how it changes people's lives, and how it's also affecting the workplace in very positive ways. Uh, and so that's why we invited Janet to come on board with us and tell us about Hope Ministries and tell us about all the work that you're doing. So, again, welcome welcome, to, welcome on the show. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate being able to share about the, all of the things that we're doing up in North Baton Rouge. Um, do you want me to go into that? Yeah. T- okay. yeah. I would say, yeah. can you start by uh, telling us about the history of Absolutely, absolutely. So let me tell you where we're located, and then I'll talk about the history. Uh, We're located on Winburn Avenue, which is right down the street from the old Struma High School. So you guys know kind of where we are. And we're right in the middle of the 70805 zip code, which is one of the highest poverty zip codes in the nation. Uh, BBC did a documentary on the 70805 zip code, if you're wondering about that. And it also has one of the highest crime rates in the nation. And so it's really important that our location of where we are, we're impacting the people that need it the most. Yeah, and and, and it tells a lot of story of why you're there. Right, exactly. Because the the need is very great. That's right. And it's not just impacting that immediate zip code, it's impacting all of Baton Rouge. The whole Baton Rouge, all of the city, right. That's right. So um, we were a merger of two nonprofits that were started in the 1980s. And in 2003, these two nonprofits merged to uh, create, it was then called United Methodist Hope Ministries. And uh, we changed our name in 2008 because a lot of people thought that we were being funded 
by the United Methodist Methodist Church. Church. And because most of our funding was not coming from there, it was hindering our ability to to really capture um, donors and stakeholders. Yeah, to tell your story better. Right, exactly. It was just distracting. Right. Right. So we dropped the the United Methodist part and became Hope Ministries of Baton Rouge. And uh, that's what we've been ever since 2008. Okay. And we have two primary programs that we work with. Uh, one is our client choice food pantry, which is serves just the 70805 zip code. So only people who live in the 70805 zip code are eligible for that program. Now, if somebody comes and shows up and needs food, and they live in the 70802 yeah. or 06 or 18 right. or wherever, if they need food, we're going to give them food yeah, the first yeah. time. Hunger, hunger. Right, exactly. Right. And then we'll, what we'll do is we'll refer them to where they're eligible to, to shop on a regular basis. Okay. So we don't we do not d- deny services to somebody just because they've showed up and they were in the wrong zip code. But for the most part, our pantry is is reserved for for the seven zero eight zero five zip code. And and I'll, and I'll tell y'all, uh, I've been there several times. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it behind the scenes. The uh, I've seen the on your marks get set. We're about to start. We're about to open the day, and it is. Um, you guys have a very impressive, uh, very impressive team. Uh, you guys treat it like uh, like if you guys were a store. Yeah. You know, and your customer service, the way you guys greet everybody. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know I was walking into a, a ministry, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, then I, I would know that the Joes of the world. And mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. It's like, man, they really go out of the way because the, 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 the incredible amount of dignity that, that you bring to the whole thing of helping people. Um, you, you've, you've made it very, very, very welcoming, yeah. you know, uh, to, 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 sh- to just give everybody that feeling that they're just coming to a store. Right. You know, right. it's just, it just happens just to going be shopping. They're just yeah. going shopping, right. you know, and it's a good, and it's a cool shopping experience, right. you know? So if you haven't gotten, if you've never gone by there, um, go by and visit, right. go by and visit and see what, when it, when it, when is the pantry open? So pantries open on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Fridays is reserved for senior citizens and um, the people with physical handicaps. We try to keep a bunch of, although the senior citizens kind of get a little bit rowdy sometimes. <laughs> it's fun to watch them. But um, we try to reserve that for them because it's right after the food truck delivers. Yeah, so they have the yeah. best pick of the of the food that's available. And also uh, we try to make sure that we refer anybody who comes through that program uh, to necessary um, organizations within the community that might be able to provide them with other resources that they may need. So, and then the other program that we have is called the way to work sustainable workforce solutions. And that's, uh, that's our real key program that actually moves the needle of poverty in our community. Right. Right. And it's been so successful. Um, We're, we're duplicating it in, multiple places throughout the nation through an organization called work lab innovations and we are one of the member agencies of work lab innovations and so this model is being duplicated all over seattle you're getting a lot of traction on this. Grand you are, you, you are getting a mm-hmm. lot of traction from all over the country yep. uh, on this program, right? Yep, we yeah, we are. And yeah. we were able to uh, visit with the mayor, our mayor, and a whole team of people that went to Cincinnati earlier this year mm-hmm. to look at how Cincinnati modeled, um, the, did a lot of the things in their community. And Cincinnati actually has an organization called Cincinnati Works. And when they saw the model that we were doing 
here in Baton Rouge, they said, we've got to do that same model. And so they actually are, are doing the same model that we're doing here in Baton Rouge. They just started this year. Yeah, and I, I'm trying not to steal your thunder because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very excited about what you do. You know how, what mm-hmm. a great fan I am. But for those of you listening that uh, are accustomed to listen to the show because you're involved in business development, people development, training, uh, developing others, uh, again, uh, you've you've got to see what, what what's going on here. The, just again, I know you're going to cover on this later, right. but 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 the curriculum, the the workbook that you have, right. the the training program, the trainers, uh, uh, you you're you're a business unto yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it, it it is really an incredible thing that you got. I hope I hope it's okay for me to mention. Mm-hmm. David does a great job. Yeah. And the trainers and Nancy, yeah. these are the, the team leaders who are just organizing all these trainers to right. go and, and help people and train uh, uh, train individuals, right? And train companies. Right, absolutely. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's it's a, it's a formidable, impressive training yeah. program. This is because a lot of trainers, you know, you go, you know, you deal with a lot of stapled material and a lot of right. last minute PowerPoints. Right. This is not that. Right. Mm-hmm. Your program is very enviable, uh, Janet. And, and, and in the training world, you, you, you've got it. You've got it well laid out. Well, and I know this is a lot of humanitarian work, great work, and we're going to get more into the programs and the services that Hope Ministries of Baton Rouge offers. You've been in, in this in this industry for, for quite a while. What are some of the things you've seen in society, some uh, some stereotypes that you guys are mm-hmm. fighting against? Because I know that that you guys must come across those on a regular basis. I oh, think. yeah, we will. And, and I'll get into that a little bit more in depth um, in another segment. But, yeah, you, you know, like one of the first things that you hear people say was, why don't they just get a job? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot more complicated than just getting a job. There are a lot more things that um, create barriers to employment than just getting a job. And I'll just use one example is transportation. Baton Rouge has one of the worst transportation yeah. um, opportunities for people who don't have cars. And so for some of our clients, it takes them two hours to get to work. Yeah, there was, we, we did a video for the Metro Council about two years ago, and they did an experiment for that, and the amount of time, like, especially in this town, I know a lot of other cities have that. That's a massive problem, just mm-hmm. getting people to another level with transportation. Right, right. right. All right, so in, in a nutshell, because I know we're, we're coming up to a break, your program f- helps the immediate first need of food, right? Correct. All right, but then you, you, you have the next step, I guess, if you will, the, of, of you help individuals and, and companies and employers how to develop a way f- to, tr- to train in, uh, individuals on how to be successful in moving them into work. Correct. Right. You were talking to us in the last segment about the, uh, the way to work program. Why don't you dive into that a little bit more? Okay. I, I'd like to start with a story. It's about a lady named Betty, and I'd like you to meet her. She was hungry and came to our food pantry for food. And while she was there, one of our volunteers recognized that this woman had something more that she could offer. And so she um, was referred to the Way to Work Sustainable Workforce Solutions Program. And she was referred to a coach. And she had a coach that worked with her one-on-one on the barriers to employment. She also went through two of our curriculums, one called Going Beyond Pathways to a Secure Future, and the second was Going Beyond Employees Achieving More. Once she completed both of those uh, curriculums through 40-hour workshop curriculum that we use, then she was able to find a job, 
get a job, have sustainable employment. She works for LSU now, and she has actually paid off her mortgage. Wow. That's incredible. How, how, long did that, yeah. how long did that take? So we've been working with her now for about six years. Okay. So And she's still currently employed. She's currently employed. She's paid off her mortgage. She comes back and visits with us every once in a while, kind of gives us updates. She was in, in the office this week, as a matter of fact. Self-sustaining, self-sufficient. Um, she is just one. She's like our poster child, you know. Um, she's just a, an incredible woman. And I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I'm looking at here across the table. With, I, I know Nathan and I are moved. Uh, I, I'm, I'm moved just listening to this. Y'all. Oh, yeah, for this, sure. This, this is... Um, Hey, Maurice, the, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have you paid off your mortgage? I haven't paid my mortgage, no. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> yeah. Touche. That's, that's Touché. pretty Touché. impressive. That, that, mm-hmm. and, 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 and y'all listening, uh, I, I've, I've experienced, I've watched this team now going on for about six months. Mm-hmm. You and I have been working yep. together. Yep. And that, this, is, this is why I kept telling my whole team over and over, we have got to tell the story. Because it is incredible the miracles that you guys are creating. So let me let me let me clarify. It's your coaches, right? Right. The, the, so Betty, right. Betty, for example, when she when right. she came in, uh, it, it was spotted by by somebody in the pantry. Right. So you're so even there, you're your folks in the pantry aren't just helping dish out food. They're they're looking for you know what I'm saying. Correct. They're they're, they're helping to mm-hmm. assess certain. Right, right. Behaviors that that say that there's potential here, so they immediately exactly. refer them to somebody else in your program, which mm-hmm. is in the same building. Right, right. And that's your coaches. Right. So it's not like you're sending them across town to go. Nope. You're saying no. Look, come right here. It's right next door. It's fifty feet away from the pantry. Right. Right. Exactly. And so the coaches are sitting right there. Exactly. And then they come back to the same place where the pantry is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yep. and if you're not catching the powerfulness of this. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's all happening within a hundred feet of each other, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and they and they work with your coaches one on one, right? And then the, and then your coaches put them in your training programs, correct? And in that it's with a group of others, uh, right? Right? Yes, it's classroom training. Classroom that we style. Do. Mm-hmm. It's okay. forty hours, but over. it's really very rolled up your sleeve. And let's oh yeah, this, it, let's not pretend to be a bakery. Let's actually get down to nuts and bolts of how to be professional in the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they go through this program, they right. graduate, and then they are then marketable. Right, exactly. They have a certification of some kind, whether they've gotten their GED or not. It really doesn't matter because the reality is if you look at employers, what they're looking for is somebody who has those life skills, soft skills, behavioral skills that will help them maintain and sustain employment and that will have good customer service. And if you don't have that, then the likelihood of that employee terminating either by leaving on their own or you firing them is inevitable. So those skills are critical to somebody's. It those skills are more critical than for them to have some kind of a certification like in welding or like electrical certification or plumbing certification. Absolutely, absolutely. Because if you learn how to weld but you still don't know how to get to work on time, right? Or you don't know how to conflict conflict you know right. resolve conflicts right. then you're not going to be successful in your job and so what we do is we teach those things for our employees and then we also through the way to work and this is a critical piece for us is we have a training for managers and supervisors so the reason that managers and super- that. it's important because managers and supervisors have to understand what 
is going on with their employees. What poverty is all about. Exactly. Okay. And if they don't know, if they assume that the people that are working for them have the same learned behaviors that they do growing up, they're going to have a disaster on their hands. Right. So I'm going to give you an example of that. We worked with a company that actually um, covers or coats pipe in North Baton Rouge, in Scotlandville. And this company... Uh, is a, has a line, a manufacturing line where the pipe comes off. It's like the pipe that carries crude oil from ExxonMobil or wherever into, you know, into the community or th- through the ground, right? Right. So this pipe gets unloaded off of a truck, gets put on this gurney, and then goes through this line, goes through the substance of c- being coated by whatever dimensions or whatever requirements are for whatever the use of the pipe is going to be then it gets loaded back up on a truck and before it gets loaded back up in a truck it has to be it has to have some kind of a bumper put on it okay because if it clangs together it's going to scr- you know scratch the surface off right so the bumper is made out of rope and the rope is what they tie around the, the pipe before they put it up on the truck and so the the rope creates the bumper for the pipe right right so they were shutting down their line every day multiple times because they were running out of rope. And when we went in and trained their managers and supervisors, when we talked to them about time, how people think about time is now. People that have been raised in generational poverty, their their limits on time is right now. Yeah, everything's short Everything term. is short term. So they're not thinking about running out of rope. They only know that they're out of rope when they come to the end of the line. All we had to do is show them that they needed to teach their line people to go get the rope when they were at oh, 75% of the nice. rope nice. and it kept them from shutting the line down. And you're talking about thousands of dollars of shutting the line down every, every day. day, every day, every day. And so just that small, simple concept of learning that time is not necessarily now and teaching your employees that time is more of a future. How can you think of that? Right, Which is, which is what I would say employers, owners, department managers, uh, production line managers, if you're hearing this, listen to this, okay? Because the training team at, at Hope is dealing with very real live solutions right. at the workplace through the training that they're providing these this community. Right. You know? And another thing is language. So research has shown that... Um, People who have been raised in generational poverty have a working vocabulary of 650 words as an adult. Okay. Um, that means their children, when they enter kindergarten or th- when they're three years old before they enter kindergarten, have a working vocabulary of 300 words per month. Uh, 300 words. Three, mm-hmm. Total, right. Total. Working vocabulary of 300 words. So if that's the case, then when you communicate with your employees, you've got to communicate with them at a language level that they understand. So for example, let's use the word relative relative yeah right that's probably not one of their words it's so the word relative for me if i say poverty is relative that means we compare poverty between third world countries and america or wherever right but if i say to our clients you know poverty is relative what do you think they say my aunt and uncle that's right it's it's a relative to me so when we have multiple words in the english language that mean different things the people that you're working with don't necessarily know all of the different... They're not catching your message. That's exactly right. Right, right, right. And so you have to communicate in a, in a method that they understand. So back to our curriculum that we were talking about. Yeah. Our curriculum is written at a fourth grade language level. And that is so anybody who has... Who can read, but hasn't gone through, 
you know, completion of either GED or, or high school diploma can actually understand what our curriculum is. Yeah, but, but let me, let me, let me, I have to say that here, I, I've put my hands on this curriculum. I bought the curriculum, y'all. Okay. And in my company, I have it as a key example to my team of how great a curriculum should be published. Your curriculum, whenever people think of, oh, fourth grade level, they're probably going to think it's downgraded as far as quality. It's not. Right. It's top quality. Right. You know, very well written, very professional, well designed, well published, easy to use, practical. Right. Right. Um, and, and this is what y'all use in all of your programs. Right. The, the, the whole. The whole yes, okay. we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and so we have two more trainings that we offer. One is called Understanding Your Workforce, and that's for the managers and supervisors. Um, we've been very fortunate to train uh, locally our Lady of the Lake um, employees. Last year, we trained 400 of their managers and supervisors really? and executive level um, team. Uh, we've gone in and trained the BREC team on as well. And we have a total of 357, I think, companies, 2,700 people that we've trained so far all over the state. I've it's been fantastic. amazed with people in BREC. The, the employees of BREC are really spectacular yeah. the way that they're able to yeah. talk with people throughout it, it, the types of communities you mentioned. And your impact. Tell me some of the impact on the workforce turnover. Uh, so, yeah, so one company that we work with, we had um, literally increased their retention by 14% in one year. Wow. So significant, significant impact. Yeah. Again, employers do not think of Hope VR as just a hope ministry. Okay, think of it as a hope ministry for your workplace. We've got Janet Simmons in from Hope Ministries of Baton Rouge talking about the work that they're doing in the local community. We've talked about oh, some of that, and also that you guys do work in in the workplace. Y'all present this to managers, and I, I'd like to hear a little bit more about how it was that you guys. How that started happening. Yeah, how, how did this, started come, coming how did this come about? Yeah. Okay, that's a great question because we were in the business of trying to help people, but what we were doing wasn't working. And so we had a program called the Family Mentoring Program that wasn't moving the needle like we wanted it to. And we didn't want to continue to, it costs a lot of money to do these programs. And so we didn't want it to um, create a problem within our organization because we weren't actually doing what we said we were doing so we started looking at models out and landed upon this model in grand rapids michigan called the welfare to career program and this gentleman named fred keller who was the ceo at the time of cascade engineering uh, cascade engineering is a manufacturer of plastics molding so things like your waste management garbage can those kinds of things that's what they manufacture 345 million dollar company um, with about a thousand employees and they had a retention rate of 34%. Wow. So how do you Man. continue to yeah. work in your company with a 34% retention rate? So Fred Keller started looking at some different things and he said, we've got to do something differently in Grand Rapids for our community. And so he tasked his HR department to hire only people that were, well, not only, but people that to were focus on. On, on welfare, okay. people that were receiving welfare benefits. And they did, and in one week, they had 100% turnover. And then he started working with local Burger King, thinking, well, maybe they could do some training, and then they could feed the people into our organization. Same problem, 100% turnover. Huh. And so 
what I like so much about Fred Keller is that he didn't stop there. He didn't say, well, we tried and, you know. We're, you it didn't know. work. Which sounds like the type of thing it, in this situation. So sure. Exactly. Sure. It, it would exactly. be easy to bail out. Exactly. Right, right. So he kept on looking and he realized that one of the issues was that his managers and supervisors didn't understand the population they were working with. And so, therefore, they were firing somebody because they were five, ten minutes late to work or because they didn't show up to work without really understanding what the issues were. Yeah, they probably saw attitudes and, and things exactly. that they just were, were misinterpreting. Exactly. And, and not knowing how to deal with it. So in the urgency right. of the need, you just let go of people and say, it exactly. ain't, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, right. So what he did was he went and he got some training for his managers and supervisors to be able to understand the population that they were working with. Right. Diversity right. training, all right. other kinds of training, training similar to what we do, understanding your workforce training. Right, right. And once he w- did that, he provided a full-time case manager in his company for the employees so that when there were barriers to them getting to work, instead of them getting fired, they would go to the case manager. The case manager would work out whatever those issues were, whether it was transportation, nice. whether it was childcare, whether it was mental health, whether it was domestic violence. It could be a, n- a number of things that cause problem for somebody having barriers to work. One thing could be that they, their cell phone ran out of minutes and they didn't have any money to be able to put on their cell phone. And that's why they couldn't call in when they were sick. All of those things. And so once those managers and supervisors started working with the employees instead of against them and the employees knew that those managers and supervisors were on their side, guess what their retention rate is today? 97%. Amazing. Amazing. So it's it's a lot of little things happening in behind the scenes in the lives of the employees that if the managers don't know about, then those little things will work against the manager's desire to want to keep them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So what you're doing is Which just, sounds so foreign to I what know, you would I know, think. The I know. fact that I, I mean know. that I the amount of empathy and patience, the fact that there wasn't a program around doing that, Correct. right? They took the time to do that is incredible. Well it, it's ironic that you you know a lot about what we do here. Right. We we spend so much time in our training towards managers encouraging and training them to ask those questions right whether they're welfare or not right why right. are you coming to work late ask those questions right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. what's keeping you from having a great attitude tell us what's going on mm-hmm. and most of the time we find out that it's stuff not related to, to work, work at all that's right it's stuff that's happening outside mm-hmm. and um just even the directors of the of the, the the best places to work the national level right they pretty much say that if companies start addressing those little things mm-hmm. okay uh it's it, it goes to change things which right. is why a lot of companies are doing stuff like uh, uh allowing allowing vendors to come and pick up laundry right because the idea right. of having to go home all the time mm-hmm. to work on you know, it, 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 and those are first world problems right? right but what you're saying is that if you're teaching managers to have the same conversations with employees from the communities that are right. being impacted by poverty. Right, exactly. And learn mm-hmm. to understand their employees. Right. Okay. So if I'm that employee and mm-hmm. I can see that you're my manager, mm-hmm. that you're you're caring about me to that degree, right. you're going to get me reengaged at a totally different level. We're going to try to do that. Well, because you right. care. Because exactly. now you're showing care. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Fantastic. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic approach. So what happened in Grand Rapids, and this is really cool too, what, um, there were a bunch of other manufacturing and healthcare industry people that were watching the cascade engineering and seeing the benefits that they receive by doing, by By doing that. Right. But they, these companies couldn't afford the 
full-time employee in there, you know, in their office, okay. like full-time yeah. case manager. And so what they did was they decided to pool their resources and have and form a consortium of businesses that threw money in there and they joined forces so that they could provide the same things for their employees, but they didn't have a full-time case manager. And right. so therefore right. they get their employees get referred to the people in the source. So they have full-time coaches just like we do. They have training just like we do and their employees get to take advantage of those things. So let's say an employee shows up to work and maybe you can tell that they've been drinking all night or something. Right. And there's sure. rather than firing them, part of their disciplinary action is you have to go meet with a coach. Awesome. You know, you have awesome. in order for you to stay employed here, you have to do that. And then our coaches get to work with them to find out what's going on in your life. And it's all the things that HR can't ask. Well, no, and I was going to say exactly right. This is much more than just go talk to HR mm -hmm. because HR to a large degree is uh, is very limited. Right. Okay. And they don't have the resources, but they also have a lot of the legal limitations exactly. of what they can and can't ask. About. Right. So go ahead. Keep well, going. Well, and the that. other part of that is this. If HR tries to act in that part, people are not going to share with them right. information. If it's something that they feel like is negative. Oh, you're an officer of the company. You're going to turn right. around and just tell my boss. Or. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Or, or at least uh -huh. I have the fear that that's going to be Or possible. even yeah. think about this. Domestic violence is a huge oh, yeah. issue. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm going to go to my boss and tell me my, you know, my partner is beating me all night. I what obligation do I now have? Right. I mean, what's, I mean, my li what's my liability? How do I handle this? Exactly. Right. So That's there's right. so, it's very complex and it, it can become difficult for an employee to want to bear their life stuff to no, an to employer. Me, to me, this, I've told my team this, to me, I've told you, this to me is a game changer. Mm -hmm. The way you guys are approaching this is a game changer. It's, it works uh, it's easy to implement. Your mm -hmm. coaches are incredible. I've yeah. met them. I work with them. They're wonderful. And, and, and the, the, the incredible amount of empathy and knowledge, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, it almost feels like, are they counselors? Are they coaches? Are they, you know what I'm saying? You know what? That's you, funny that you say that because not one of our team members are social workers. I know. Or I know, I, I, I know that. I know. I know. And that's what, what just blows me away. You watching these people in action, you guys. It's like you you turn people's life around mm -hmm. at a very transformational level. How do you go about finding coaches <laughs> for these programs? You say they're not social workers. What type of, of background or, or? So yeah, generally, we anybody that has a passion for working with people in poverty. Okay, that's, so it really is just you know. Okay, okay. With, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to step in. Janet's being too humble. Okay. All right. They train them. Well, we do. We train. They they they, they find like they, like they the find first, people they find like people the that want to it. work with people to help others. Okay, they're coachable. They come in with great attitudes, you know, and they mm -hmm. and they just want to learn how to help people. And Janet and her team trains the trainers and mm -hmm. trains the coaches. Right. And the whole environment at Hope is it's 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 uh, it, you just get saturated with learning how to be that kind of coach how many coaches do y'all have right now we have three coaches and a director and then we have a workforce development and training specialist that goes out and helps us do all of our training and um we we do have a great group of coaches and we have a financial coach, success coach, and a career coach. And right. those three coaches work on those aspects. So I did want to talk about this, about financial training. And maybe after the, in the next segment, sure. we can go into the Absolutely. financial training because I think that's a key component of people understanding what exactly we do with the financial 
support. Well, Janet, you we're talking a little bit about the financial training that you guys do right. over at, uh, at Hope. Can you talk, just dive into that a little bit? Yeah. More? Yeah. I think that's a really important part because our financial coach, well, first of all, he's a retired banker. So he has, um, almost 40 years of experience in the financial industry and he's able to give advice and information that is critical to the success of our clients. So a lot of our clients come and they don't even know what a budget is. I mean, they have their comments are, well, I don't have any money, so why would I budget? But the, it's important for them to understand where their money's going. And so oftentimes we start looking at the, the places that their money is going and you guys would be floored to see five fifty to six hundred dollar car notes. Um, wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. Cox bills of four hundred dollars a month. I am not kidding. Oh and, my the, and the reality is, we can show them how they can pare that down without them even losing what they have. Yeah. You know, just by helping them figure out. Oh. They're really taking advantage of you here, and, and they probably don't realize the options they have. That, exactly, or, or, and so or they don't know how to how to negotiate that. Well, or, and you know, or, these payday loans are also rent oh, to own places. Yeah, yeah. what'll happen is we have a client that bought a television at a rent to own place for two years. By the end of the term, she's going to have paid like close to thousands of dollars for this television, which she could have gone out to Sam's and bought it for four hundred dollars. Well, you just but, don't know what you don't know. So right, they, exactly. If they don't have that, then... Exactly. So our financial coach goes through and helps them dissect what they're spending and how they can cut back. Now, a lot of people think, oh, well, we're paying people's rent and we're paying people's utilities. We really rarely no, do that. you're helping them figure out how to exactly. pay their rent, how to pay exactly. their, you know what I'm Without any assistance Without, yeah, from anybody right. else. It's, 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 a, it's a journey towards self-sufficiency. Exactly. That's okay. the whole goal is for us to get them self-sufficient where they don't need any assistance from either us or from the government or from any other organization. So this has really been successful. One of the things that we do, especially right now during this time of year, November, December, we meet with our clients and start talking about tax refunds. And we do, we plan it out on paper before they ever get their refund. So we ask them, what is it that they want to do with their tax refund? And then we put it on paper so that when they get that refund, immediately it either goes to pay off their car it goes and we we always give them a little bit of lanyard money you sure, know sure. No, if you're going to get five thousand dollar you know back check a uh, five thousand um, dollar refund then let's give you five hundred dollars to go do whatever you want to with absolutely and the rest of it we're going to put towards these things that are really keeping you back so that's a really really important thing that we we've been doing another thing that i wanted to mention was um the the success of us working with these folks we the national average of months on a job is 18 months on a job yeah that's the yeah. national average yeah, our national our average right now is 28.5 months wow. we have been up as high as 31 months on the job so it just goes to show you that janet that is that 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 means a lot of right. money for companies it does it's because mm -hmm. losing employees is it's a drain it's, it's exactly right it's an unending hole mm-hmm you're right. That a lot of companies don't know how to. Okay, that's right. good. So that those are the things, and one of the things with the financial assistance that we, uh, not assistance, but the financial coaching that we do, is we help them navigate also HR stuff because we have a client right now that worked um, at one of the local hospitals for forty years, and she does not have any retirement. She's getting mm -hmm. ready to retire, 
And the reason she doesn't have any retirement is because she didn't know she what had, it she was. No it she didn't right. know. She wasn't explained the processes through the onboarding process. And so she never signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And so now she's retiring and all she's going to have is Social Security. So we go through HR. That's one of the biggest things that we do is we take them through the HR processes and all of the things that they can receive as benefits uh, to help them get the most out of their employment experience. And it's, that's been very, very successful, just helping them navigate those things. Our coaches will sit down and go through forms with them if they don't understand them from work. They don't want to ask their employer that. They don't want to ex- admit that they don't, I don't know what this is, you know? Yeah. And so the coaches help them through those things and so that they can, you know, receive the best benefits as they possibly can. So something we haven't been asking you, which is something very logistic. How, how do people get in contact with you? How, what's your website? What's your phone number? What, you know, yeah, if yeah, individuals yeah. or companies want to reach out to you? How, Absolutely. How so they can call uh, Hope at 225-355-0702. That's 225-355-0702. Okay. And ask for me, Janet Simmons. Or David Tidwell, he's our um, workforce development and training consultant, and he does most of the company contact stuff. And then uh, they can also go to our website, hopebr.org, or the way to work, la, as in Louisiana, dot com. And companies can use that website to learn more about what we are doing with the way to work in that would that be the same place to call if individuals or church groups or people want to volunteer absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and if companies want to figure out all right how how can i tap into this as a company yes same phone numbers Mm -hmm. same phone number and save Mm -hmm. so if someone does want to volunteer whenever they come what what are different ways that they they would be put to work we have volunteer opportunities through the food pantry. So all of our intake coordinators are volunteers that come in and they're trained to work with this population and ask questions that cause the people that are being interviewed to share what other barriers they have so that we can refer them to other resources throughout the community. Not just us, but you know, if somebody comes in and has an issue with some kind of a litigation issue, we don't have the ability to, to give them um, any kind of advice on that, but there's a local organization that does free litigation for people that need it so we refer them to that organization um if they need a transportation or if they need a bus pass or something like that we get them in touch with the resources of where they can go get those things give us that phone number again okay it's 225-355-0702 that's 225-355-0702 and let me tell you that, that it was it was really neat how Janet and I came came across each other. I I was uh, I was at a conference in in Atlanta, and uh, I got a vo- voice message, and it was um, it was uh, actually for, earlier I had gotten an email from Janet and said I got to talk to you about your alignment model that I heard on your radio show. So it was this radio show, uh, winning in the workplace that uh, that Janet heard, and she uh, so I, of course I jumped on it and I and I called her, left her message. So we phone tagged a little bit, and her voice message says. However, it is that you apply the alignment model. I think I want that for my team, you know. And you and I sat down and kind of we we planned it out. And um, you, you guys have you, you the um, the way that you guys work, the, the the machine you guys have, you know, that we walked into mm-hmm. was spectacular. Oh, you know, and and the energy and. Uh, uh, but the last seven months of us working together has been for us a- an incredible journey of of just awareness of how much uh, 
people's lives can be changed by by teaching them professional skills, you right. know, and, and leadership skills and communication skills. So you you've done a great a great service to us, mm-hmm. exposing us to that. And so we love working with you guys. Um, well, I, I was talking to my brother the other day. He lives in L.A. And uh, I told him, I said, one of the best things I've ever done in my career is to hire you guys. Because <laughs> thank you, thank you, we, thank you, we really, we're growing. We're in a growth spurt right now. And I don't think that we would, I think we <laughs> might have crashed and burned <laughs> if we hadn't done this. Because it has, you know, your model has really helped us get organized. If if you ask my team, they'll tell you I am not an organized <laughs> person. I'm, I'm not. I think about I'm creative, right, I'm, right, you know, visionary, right. but I'm not organized. No, you, you're an executive and you speak outcomes and vision <laughs> and, and, you know. Well, it's the same problem. Most people, you work with people who don't know the things that they, Ex- the exactly right. they need to get over. And I mean, everyone on every level. Right. of. But the yeah. level of growth that you guys have been hitting in the last several years, uh, you guys faced what every company faces. Right. It's just the level of yeah. disorganization right. or storming, you know. Right, exactly. And that's what our model's about. Right. You know? And so... Uh, no, kudos to your team. You guys yeah, have just been fantastic. It, it is really great. Yeah, and I will tell you this, the way they do their meetings, okay? Uh, they start meetings and they end their meetings with what is hope about? What is hope Baton Rouge about? And tell us the mission statement. Prevent homelessness and promote self-sufficiency and dignity. Every single meeting, they start with that and they end it's with important. that. It is fantastic to watch them at it. Uh, Janet, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, kudos to the entire team at Hope. Ministries in Baton Rouge, if you're listening to this, kudos to you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, and for those of you listening, please contact Janet at the phone numbers and email address of websites that we gave you. Uh, and again, congratulations for a wonderful, wonderful job. And we look forward to many years of watching you guys grow and to be part of that with you guys. All right. So you're, you're listening to Winning in the Workplace. Powered uh, by Team Powered Real by Team Real World. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. You've been listening to one uh, WBRP in Baton Rouge, 107.3 FM.